Welcome to the F3 American Gamer Podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they transition from sad clown to high-impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of F3 American Yammer. We are on episode today, I believe. I believe. Is that right? Why am I looking to you for confirmation? Um, we are on episode uh, So today we are sitting here with Puddle Jumper. So Puddle Jumper, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. That was, <laughs> that was too professional. <laughs> thank you. All right, so um, let's jump right in here. Uh, name Rama. A- name, age, F3 name. Um, my name is Alex Stefanik. I'm 30 years old, and my F3 name is Puddle Jumper. You're only 30? I'm only 30. I think that makes me the war baby of the uh, American Yammer so far. It does. Yeah, it does make you. I thought I was the war baby. Okay. Um, Just looking at your face (laughs) is the only way we can tell that. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Although Bones did beat me out for a war baby face. He's got guy just looks like a permanent baby. We love you, Bones. All right. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in here. Um, so tell me about, so you've, actually, before we do that, let's back up. So you've been only coming out probably less than a year. One year will be um, May 8th, I believe. Okay. So we're coming up on about 11 months okay. right now. Gotcha. So you're about to hit your one-year anniversary. Um, so this is kind, kind of fitting. We're almost there. Um, this is a nice sort of inflection or reflection point, we'll say, um, to sort of go back on that. And I think I saw you have a one-year Q coming up, is that right? One year Q at Lunatic Friends, that's right. Okay. Uh, which happens to be my birthday week. Nice. So I'm queuing on my birthday, which is May 6th, and also queuing close to the anniversary later that week. So come on out with any birthday presents <laughs> if you have them. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be bringing the birthday presents. All right. Um, so let's talk why we're here. Tell me about your tell me about your fitness before F three. What did that look like? So my fitness uh, when I was in high school, I ran cross country and track. Uh, I was really into it. It was a great team environment, great um, camaraderie. Uh, the practices every day. Everyone went out, ran for five, six, seven miles. Uh, we went to went to the weight room a little bit, but the team environment was really the glue that brought everybody together. Um, Everyone went off to college to different places. I think we had one guy uh, who I graduated with who went on to run in college, and everybody else just kept a little bit with it with the fitness. Um, But running in high school really set the foundation for everything, kind of a workout philosophy and a mentality that you round every corner, you know, run through the finish of every race that you're going through um, and make sure that the team is there for you. And you think about track and cross country, it's an individual sport, but it's really the team that pushes you through and keeps you going through everything Mm -hmm. with all the workouts and everything that you're going into. Um, In college, fitness kind of fell off. You know, there was class, there were social events, and going to the gym just kind of was low on my priority list. Uh, I played some intramural football, other sports here and there, um, but it was, again, low on my priority list. It was something that, you know, I I thought I'm in pretty good shape. I was a runner in high school, Mm -hmm. and 
kind of banking on the legacy fitness a little bit. Yeah. And it also really was demoralizing when I would try to go for a run. And I went to Clemson University and there is not a flat part on that campus except for any of the athletic fields. It's all hills. And uh, trying to run in the South Carolina summer is brutal. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I was going from high school where you could go lace them up and run five, six, seven, eight, nine miles. And it was a real struggle to try to do two or three miles. Mm -hmm. And it was just really demoralizing and fitness just kind of fell off to the side. It wasn't a really big priority. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and would you say, would you say too, that the demoralizing part kind of egged on like, well, there's just no sense in going out. Like it it potentially aided some of the, the lack of fitness. Yeah. So it's like, I've, I know that I can't do three miles and be happy with myself. So I'm just going to stay in and keep playing video games. I'm going to watch another episode of some show. I'm going to go do something else. Um, And it kind of went from there that just fitness fell to the side. And if people needed someone to, as a last minute sub for flag football, then I would jump in on that. But I wasn't the one who was leading the charge to go to the gym or, Mm -hmm. Um, really rallying people like, hey, let's go try to get fit. Yeah. Um, okay. It's like, I'm still in pretty good shape. I can eat whatever I want. And my weight stayed the same for about six years. Mm-hmm. So I saw, why should I go and try to be fit in all this when it's not having any tangible gains? I'm, I'm not going to be the guy with the six pack. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the one who is like muscle bound all the time. So or as I'm thinking this, yeah. then there's no real point in me trying. Yeah. So giving up before you even try, yeah. which is a bad mindset to be in. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, and then, I mean, after graduation, I had a lot of jobs where I was traveling around. I mean, I was right out of college. I worked for my fraternity and I was in a car driving all over the country. Mm. Um, and eating at chain restaurants or college bars every day. Real wholesome, healthy food, right? Yeah, for about four to five months at a time and mm-hmm. sitting down in a car. And every college town that you go to has the best burger you've ever had or the best chicken fingers or the best wings. Um, and you don't want to be the guy who, one, is coming in from out of town to putting – what they're doing under a microscope, mm-hmm. and then you go and order a salad. Yeah. <laughs> or so I thought. I mean, I had more burgers and more college towns in the southeastern United States than I can count. <laughs> um, I was at the point where I didn't have to look at the menu for a lot of chain restaurants because I'd been there so many times. Gotcha. Um, so f- fitness kind of fell on the wayside again. Mm. Um after that, I went to grad school and then lived in the D.C. area for about four years and always like had a gym that was nearby or a gym that was in my apartment building. And when you're just trying to motivate yourself, you can always find a reason not to do something. Mm-hmm. You can always convince yourself, I'll go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'll go someday. Well, I'll start doing something else. Um, I think the term is smoking on the crack pipe of manana, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get to it tomorrow. Get to it to tomorrow. No. Um, no, I'll, I'll get in shape sometime. Or I was never into New Year's resolutions, but it was that mindset of, mm-hmm. like, 
people, I would go and start working out for a little bit and then it would fall off. And you can find a lot of reasons to convince yourself to do something or not do something. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot, it's really, really easy to lie to yourself when that motivation is only coming from yourself. Uh, The only blip in that time is the summer between my first and second year of grad school. And I had a gym buddy Mm -hmm. to go to the gym with. And we went to the gym every day during lunch and I was in a really good shape, but that motivation came from being accountable, not to myself, but more to my gym buddy. Mm -hmm. Um, And we pushed each other. Mm -hmm. And so we both did a lot better than we would have on our own. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so you've got, so you've got this and, and that, that's going to allude now to the second point. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect segue. He's, he's been listening folks. Um, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. So you, you talk about, you, you had a background of coming at fitness, at least from the track perspective, which is, I mean, it's not a non-healthy thing, right? It's obviously a healthy thing. So you, you've gotten the taste of that. You know what you'd like to be back at. You've got sort of this this legacy idea of I know what my fitness was back in the day, as all of us as men do, right? Um, and you and you talked a little bit about having some of the camaraderie with the team, having your your gym buddy. Um, Tell me about now, what, what was kind of the nature of your, your fellowship before F3? You, you alluded to it a little bit, right? And it's yeah. going gonna, gonna to go right in. Yeah, fellowship, I hate to just go and quote free to lead, mm-hmm. but my fellowship fit into all of those buckets as far as friendships. Mm-hmm. Like I had the legacy friends from high school. Mm-hmm. They sat in one bucket. I went away to college. When I got to campus, I didn't know anyone. So I had all these great college friends, and you're there nonstop. You live on the same hall with them or in apartments or in houses with people. You're seeing people every day. Those college friends go into a bucket. Hmm. Um, first year working, first two years working, it was the same thing. We, when we weren't on the road traveling, we all lived in the same house. Hmm. Um, so we saw each other all the time, and then at the end of the two years, you move away. Grad school, another bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, what really hit it for me was when I finished grad school and I was in the D.C. area and a lot of my friends started out there and then they got jobs somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, really hard for men to make friendships mm-hmm. organically in kind of a normal situation. Mm-hmm. Uh Love the D.C. area, loved living there when I lived there, but it's really hard, and it's kind of what I almost refer to as a merit badge culture. Mm-hmm. Um, the second question people ask you after what your name is is, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, a lot of people judge and are judging you based on what you can do for them and what you can do for their career. Mm-hmm. So people wear their merit badges of their job, mm-hmm. and their job is a lot of really tied to their identity. Mm. So they say, oh, I work for Senator Corker's office. Mm. So one, who is Senator Corker? I don't know. Um, I think Bob Corker is a senator. <laughs> or, I mean, and I did it too. I was a consultant for PricewaterhouseCoopers. I mean, it's a good firm. It was a great job. And I got to wear that merit badge with pride. Um, but that's that's who I was. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, had some work friends too, but 
you know, the, those. Yeah, it sounds a can, lot like a, the, the superficial work yeah. friendships. Yeah, yeah was, you say, oh, how was your weekend? And knowing that how their weekend actually was and how your weekend actually was isn't what they're going to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was great. Really nice weather. <laughs> that was it. Back up to superficial topics. Right. Back right. up to back up to work. Yeah. Um, so work friendships and then had a couple of the like mandate friends that uh. um, me and my at the time girlfriend, now wife, had some really close friends from college that were her equivalent of legacy friends and they all had boyfriends who a lot of them are husbands now. Mm-hmm. And those friendships were kind of that. Um, just we're hanging out together and our wives are doing the same thing, so we're just going to hang out. and Friends by proximity, right? Yeah. Uh, how was the game? Great. <laughs> yeah. So, and that, to some extent, that's how the friendship goes. And mm-hmm. without nurturing and, and really working on it, that's where it stops. And so now you, you alluded to this a little bit earlier. You were talking about when you were with, um, when you were in track, in high school track, you you mentioned sort of the team camaraderie, the team environment that was really important to you. Um, I haven't re- heard you mention that you'd found anything along those lines kind of before F3 as well. I'd imagine all got, all they kind of relegated to mm-hmm. legacy friendships, it sounds like. Right, and the the team environment that I had in high school was kind of replaced with college friends and being in a fraternity and mm-hmm. then replaced with this small group of people who were all working for the fraternity and going out and preaching the message of the organization and mm-hmm. helping out people. And then that was replaced with grad school cohort. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 120 people. We were all really tight when we were all together, but I keep in touch with a few of them now. Yeah. Um, that, that proximity really was in place of the team mm-hmm. atmosphere. And, like, I tried doing the CrossFit thing before, too, mm-hmm. and had a they, – they put you through the foundations classes, teach you how to do everything, try teach, to teach, teach you – Teach you how to kip. <laughs> teach you how to kip, try to teach you the form of everything. And then um, I got in a car, ac- car accident, totaled my car, mm-hmm. um, and stopped going and had one message from somebody at the CrossFit gym. They said, mm-hmm. hey, you should come by. I was like, well, I was in a car wreck. And they said, well, we can give you some mobility exercises. So, like, the answer <laughs> to every problem is was more CrossFit. CrossFit. Yeah. And then I still just didn't go. Work was picking up, and I was working really long hours, had a really long commute, and stopped going. I just didn't hear anything from them. Mm-hmm. And they got my automatic payment every month. Mm. And it took me a long time to try to cancel that. Mm. And, like, that was it. Yeah. The thing about CrossFit, too, is it was so focused on trying to get to the level to get the RX kind of merit badge or sticker next to your name Mm -hmm. on the whiteboard of you're doing the workout as prescribed, Mm -hmm. so the weight and the reps as prescribed. Gotcha. And if you push yourself too hard, it was discouraged that you would try to get yourself hurt because that put them in a legal liability, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't the mentality of you push yourself as far as you know you have to go. Yeah. Um, and there were times that 
I would stop going to CrossFit for about two weeks, like motivate myself, get up in the morning, go. And then I would be sore for a week and a half and not be able to go back. Yeah. Uh, which makes it even harder to try to go back again and perpetuates the cycle. Yeah. And it was just not, it was a combination of that and a really bad working environment that, um, put me in a really hard place. Yeah. Before we, uh, moved to Greensboro. Yeah. So, so we know you've got some, some fitness in your background, not only from the track now, but also from a little, little bit of CrossFit, although that definitely, I think, that story speaks a little bit more to some of the lack of friendship and lack of um, vulnerability and accountability that you find with other men. You talked about the, the legacy friendships, right, the, uh, the general sifter right, that yeah. we talk about, um, and, your, and your buckets of friends. So that's two of the two of the three pieces. Tell me about tell me about your your faith before F three, and I leave this open to interpretation, whatever that means to you. So my faith, um, I was I grew up in the Methodist Church uh, at a great church in Richmond, Virginia, which is my hometown. Um, he's not to, he's not getting paid. By the way, we're recording currently in at Christ United Methodist Church. He's not getting paid for that comment. By the way. No, so we were uh, went to youth group and played guitar in the youth praise band um, and had a good relationship with everybody at that church. Um, but went off to college and the churches that I tried, I tried a number of different denominations and different churches and none of them really stuck with kind of my personal faith uh, beliefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot a lot of fire and brimstone. There was a lot of uh, talk about going to hell rather than lifting people up. Mm-hmm. And my beliefs are my beliefs. Your beliefs are your beliefs. Um, I'm happy to discuss what I believe, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's my place or I don't think it's the right thing to do on something that's that personal to try to force my beliefs mm-hmm. on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can have a conversation about what we believe mm-hmm. and we can have an open conversation and an open mind. I can say, here's what I believe. Here's what I don't necessarily believe. You can have the, we can have the same conversation. It can go back and forth. End of the day, we're both intelligent human beings and we can make up our own decisions. Um, but it was really hard to find a church that had that similar mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... My wife also was raised in the Methodist Church, and we tried a number of different churches in uh, the D.C. area as well as Atlanta, where we lived before moving to Greensboro. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to find a church community that was where the people were in the same stage of life as we were. Yeah, I um, mean, we were dating and living together, or engaged. And there wasn't anybody who else was like that. Mm-hmm. The groups either were our age and had kids or were older, and there wasn't that kind of in-between group. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of judgment on our part. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were in Washington, D.C., or Northern Virginia, we lived together because it was economical. Mm-hmm. We knew that we loved each other. We knew that we wanted to get married eventually. Um, but And there was no sense in trying to pay two rent payments that mm-hmm. were exorbitantly high. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of judgment from the people that we went to church 
visited churches at. Mm-hmm. And it was really something that turned us both off from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard to find a church community. And it's, I think, growing up in the church and having a fairly strong faith, it's hard when you don't have that faith component. Yep. Uh, one of the things that my youth director, Forrest White, shout out, used to say is that there's a God fa- God-shaped void in everyone's life. Mm-hmm. And you can try to fill that with something else. You can try to fill that with a number of different things. But if you don't have that faith component in your life, it's hard to make that up. Yeah. So, I mean, we struggled. We tried a couple different churches, um, and nothing really seemed to fit. Yeah. So you had the you had the faith. You, you came from the faith background, and, yeah. and and in this case, since we're talking about it, and since you sort of explicitly stated it, you have a um, we'll say a religious background, not just a generic um, word of faith component, but really a, a religious background. And you had that, and um, it's not that that necessarily went away, but from a community and sort of fellowship aspect, it was lacking because you're unable to find those people on which you can connect with, and to where you can really kind of live out your faith in a community environment. Yeah, yeah okay. that's fair. Yeah. All right, man. So we, we, we talked about the three Fs. We know you came from the uh, the, the track and field slash cross <laughs> CrossFit. <laughs> oh, I'm glad we don't have Slumlord in here right now. I'm sure he'd I'm sure he'd have a few things to say about CrossFit. Um, <clears throat> you have uh, you talked about your your fellowship, kind of the legacy friends, and, and really missing out on 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 those kind of key pieces, the key relationships. Um, rather than just you know sort of having your, your buckets of friends, your mandate friends, and your legacy friends, and then your your faith component, uh, uh, missing out on the community piece and being able to really live out your faith um, in that aspect. So, um, so we've talked about those. So, so from that now, um, we've gotten some background on where you were. So, um, you, you mentioned a couple pieces in there, and, and we'll get to those. But tell me about your tell me about your first workout. So first off, who EH'd you? Was it Bushwood? It was Bushwood who okay. EH'd me. So Bushwood is one of the few people who you could say converted over from a mandate friend to kind of a, a true, true really good friend. True bro. True <laughs> F3 brother. Right. Yeah. So it was we moved to Greensboro about a year ago this week. And you moved uh, from Atlanta. Is we moved right? from Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, we were we had moved to Atlanta in July of 2017. Yes, 2017. Um, and both me and my wife lost our jobs in January, February of mm. 2018 mm. and started interviewing all over the place. I mean, we, we took that as a sign that Atlanta wasn't meant to be for us. Mm-hmm. And I got a job with, I got my current job and started here mid-April mm-hmm. of last year. So we're in Greensboro for about a week, two weeks, and we have my 30th birthday. So I said, you know, I'm not big on birthdays. I just want to go hang out, go to dinner with a couple friends, uh, just have fun. We'd also just got our dog. Mm -hmm. um, And Bushwood, Mike, and his wife, Jenna, said, you know, we we should go on a hike for your birthday. Now, how did you meet him? Uh, so our wives were really good friends from college. Okay. okay. And we're both in each other's weddings. Okay. So Bushwood and I went from the mandate, and then we were hanging out more and more, and just like, yeah, we're actually pretty good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so they said, oh, let's go for this hike. And I think 
it was real early in the morning at the time. Real early in air Seven thirty a.m. Oh, we're talking like eight thirty nine o'clock. <laughs> um, drive up to, I think it's Hanging Rock, uh-huh. um, and hiking up with our dogs, and I'm dragging, and this is with our, at the time, eleven month old big puppy, basically pulling us up the mountain, and I'm, I'm beat by the time we get up to the top, and mm. I'm like, oh man, we have to go all the way back down now too, <laughs> and. Bushwood's just plugging along like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I've been going to this workout group. It's so good. Uh-huh. You should come try it. And I'm just like, yeah, what is it? Um, <laughs> CrossFit. <laughs> and he's like, you know, it's, it's this outdoor boot camp. Mm-hmm. It meets real early in the morning. Um, come out, come on out, try it out. I'll pick you up. Ah, there it is. There it is. Yep. Um, so, okay, what time does it meet? Okay, 5.30. Okay, that's early, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. Um, so he picks me up at 5.10, mm-hmm. and we drive over to uh, Slam and Sammy's. Yep. It's Pocahontas, it's the middle of Pocahontas' birthday queue week. Yeah, he queued that whole week. Queued every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there. And... Start out like, okay, we're gonna jog a little bit. We do like arm circles. I'm like, okay, this is okay, this is fine. Hmm. We mosey over to this hill, and this guy in a sleeveless shirt and running capris that I've never seen before just says, I have a birthday present for you, Pocahontas. Oh, and yes, yes. So we do Thunderstruck, and that's my introduction <laughs> to three is Thunderstruck, Burpee, Side Strail Hops. Yeah. And I never thought I would be more happy to do a burpee in my life. <laughs> now, for those of you listening who don't know, the Thunderstruck workout basically entails playing the song Thunderstruck by ACDC. And every time the word thunder or thunderstruck is mentioned, you drop down and do a burpee. And while you're not doing that, you're doing side straddle hops. So laying some ground some ground reference there. And the song's like five minutes long. <laughs> um, I think it... That if TPS you, or somebody did a count, and it was like thirty-seven burpees during the whole time. Too. So if you if you listen to the previous episode, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I remember that po- that was Pocahontas's birthday. Tommy Boy showed up, and he was the one wearing the capris. And when he did that, if you if you listen to one of the, one of the previous episodes where I was talking about amphibious, was like that's not our problem if you don't like ACDC. That was that workout. It so, was yeah. So there are all these people. Bushwood never told me his name uh-huh. beforehand, too. And they said, who brought you out? I said, Mike. They're like, who's Mike? <laughs> and so I don't know his name. And we're in, it's a group workout. We're in a different group. Mm-hmm. But I'm in a group with, I remember, Nancy and Amphibious. Mm-hmm. And everyone was really supportive. And everyone was encouraging. Mm-hmm. Running back and forth to the different stations. Like, you're doing great. And I'm five, ten feet behind the rest of the group. Mm -hmm. They say, come on, keep it up. And people are circling back and picking me up and running through it. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's what really sold me on it. Mm -hmm. And then we sat around and we got coffee. Mm -hmm. And people opened up and Cornhole led a great discussion. Yeah. Still got back, showered, and had plenty of time even before I had to leave for work. Yeah. Um... You're, you're neglecting the most important part. You did splash Merlot. I did splash a little <laughs> bit of Merlot. 
Um, I only knew because I've done it. I did it the same. I did it myself the first time, and I was like, he looks like he's gonna he's gonna get his name, and then he's gonna go throw up. And I'm pretty sure I'm way, pretty sure you did. Made it all the way through the end of the workout, mm-hmm. and then I'm just real lightheaded. Hadn't had anything to drink, hadn't had anything to eat beforehand, and just squatting down, um, and forget who it was, just tells me, hey, go over to the grass there. (laughs) And a little Merlot was splashed. A little Merlot (laughs) was splashed. Um, So, got my name, Puddle Jumper, Mm. Uh, went through everything, and... So, I've been in Greensboro for about two or three weeks now. Um, I work at Honda Aircraft Company or Honda Jet. And the first one that was thrown out was Crop Duster. Mm. I think we already had a Crop Duster. There was already a Crop Duster. So then Puddle Jumper came out. Um, So from there on out, I was Puddle Jumper. There you go. Um, I posted at Lunatic Friends the next Friday. Mm. And I've been posting fairly consistently Mm. since then. Typical week of posting is usually Quaker Crater on Mondays, um, Slam and Slammies, or Natty's Hump on Wednesday. Um, I live across the street from Country Park, so my intention usually is to go to Slam and Sammy's. Uh-huh. Sometimes I hit the snooze button on the alarm a couple too many times, and, <laughs> and then by you go the to time Natty's I, Hump. I, yeah, by the time I get dressed, it's five twenty-five, and I'm saying, "Okay, I'm just going to Natty's Hump." Natty's Hump o'clock. Yeah, he's up a clock, and then lunatic fringe on Fridays, and sometimes some of the Saturday workouts. Uh, visited a couple different Saturday workouts. Uh, usually, it's been Pocahontas and Bushwood are saying, "Oh yeah, we're we're going to Son of a Bench. Mm-hmm. I'll pick you up." Mm-hmm. And I say, "Sure, let's go." There you go. Um, so I'm excited to try out more AS as this all goes through. Um, and it's it's been a great, great, uh, great experience. One thing that struck me from my first post, Amphibious just goes out and says, if you think this is just a workout group, mm-hmm. or if you just use it as a workout group, you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. That the second F and the third F opportunities, the hump day happy hours, the different kind of fun social events, that's what brings everybody together. Mm. And then the third F, the faith component, really is the glue mm. that sticks everything together and really hammers the point home. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, reconnected with reconnected with Wow, who was uh, a friend from college. Nice. That after I had my first cue and put the back blast up, he sends me a message. It's like, hey, are you in Greensboro by any chance? <laughs> Are you the same Alex Stefanik from college? I was like, yeah, I'm here. Are you <laughs> I here? don't think there are that many Alex Stefanics. Are you here too? He's like, yeah, I'm Wow. I was like, I guess we're kind of on different schedules, but I kind of remember the name from uh, the 4th of July workout. Yeah, yeah. Where 80 people came out. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, things have been going well from the fitness component. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, last weekend or the weekend before... There was the PTI Run the Runway 10K yeah. and 5K. Yeah, you did awesome I signed up for the 10K, mm-hmm. and that was the farthest I'd run in 12 years. Nice. And I, I set a goal for myself. I'm like, it's six miles, I can average about 10-minute mile pace. I'm going to try to get in under an hour. 
<laughs> and got 9.30 mile pace, so not quite Clydesdale pace, but not Sugar Ray pace, but I finished it. Um, did well, and I felt great. Um, a year ago, I would not have been able to do that. Yeah. By far. I mean, 5K would have been a stretch. Mm-hmm. And now we'll we'll get in three miles in the morning in a 45-minute workout, if not longer. Yep. And it's – after it works. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely works. Somehow it does. Somehow it does. Yeah. And that answered, that actually kind of answered the first question too, fitness since F3. I mean, here you are, you're talking before about you could barely run two, three Mm -hmm. miles. It was so discouraging. And now here you are, you sign up for the PTI Run the Runway and crush the time. Uh, Again, I mean, it's it's not out of this world time, but, you know, like you said, it's not not Clydesdale time, it's not Sugar Ray time. It's right where you want it to be. And you set a goal for yourself, finish under an hour, you finished under an hour, right? That's great. Um, I'm sure you're going to hit these out of the park. Fit. Uh, t- tell me about your fellowship since F3. So it's it's been really good. I mean, moving to Greensboro has been one of the best things that's, that we've done, mm-hmm. uh, both me and my wife. And the friendships and the network that we have here and being able to put down roots and really to grow within the community has been incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, reconnected with Wow and then Bushwood and his wife, have always been friends, but getting to meet people like Pocahontas, getting to meet people like you, getting to meet, um, like Nancy, Mm -hmm. who has, um, said, you know, we're a member over at Grace United United Methodist Church. Mm -hmm. Come by for a Sunday Mm -hmm. uh, and try it out. And other people like that through F3 and also outside of F3, Mm -hmm. just meeting people in the community has been a really great experience and would not have happened probably without getting involved with an F3. Yeah. Um, it's really easy to sit kind of in your own space and you go out, you go to work, you come back, you go, go to the grocery store, do your errands and you see people, but you don't get to interact with people, mm-hmm. but really seeing the community and getting to know people, where you live Mm -hmm. and making those friendships. And that's really important to like really being established and having a good experience where you live. And that's something that I lacked in the last couple of places we've been. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely. I mean, because there are so many, I think even just within Greensboro, there's so many guys here Mm -hmm. within Greensboro who who partake in F3. Um, And it's just going to keep going that, you know, it's it's nice to be able to to use that as sort of the segue into the the community, the overall community of Greensboro as well. And it's definitely something for my wife and I. We've really enjoyed being able to tap into. So, um, okay. And then, you know, you, you you talked about this before. So, uh, you know, the the faith the faith component. You just brought up Nancy, um, his invitation, come to Grace United Methodist Church. Um, Tell me about your, your faith since F3, and I'm sure it's going to lead right back into the, the fellowship piece, too. Absolutely. Uh, so we we went to, we've gone to Grace a few times, and we're still looking for our faith home for our church family, and Grace is a really good community that we found. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, there's a lot of things that are going on because with the Methodist Church mm-hmm. that we're wrestling with on a personal level of 
is this a church community that we want to be a part of? Is this is this particular church the one that we want to grow with? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's an ongoing mission. Mm-hmm. The really cool thing that I guess I've done through F three is going and serving a meal um, at the Urban Ministries, mm-hmm. I believe, and going there with. Wow and Slumlord and Gilligan mm. um, was a really great experience in sitting and sharing a meal with people who were in a men's shelter mm-hmm. and working on getting their life back together. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're, we're, we are who we are, and our character is what really drives us. Yeah. So those opportunities are opportunities that would not have existed outside of F3. Mm. And the impact that we can make in and around the Greensboro community and then everywhere else is not just limited to writing a check or dropping off some cans at a, for a canned food drive. I mean, those things are all great. But getting into the community and doing work days, serving meals, and impacting and doing the community service to give back when you have been fortunate and God has granted you the blessings of prosperity to give back to people who are less fortunate and pay paying it forward. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest faith component that I've seen Mm -hmm. as a result of F3. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's something that a number of guys, um, I think if I'm not mistaken, um, either FIAB or Apache, a couple of those, you know, like early Charlotte guys have sort of maintained for a long time. And that is, you know, I am third, Mm-hmm. Right and sort of developing that and and then living that out within the community has been a, a big deal. Yeah. It's the longer I live, too, the more I realize how small the world is. So growing up, I went to summer camp um, from for about ten years for uh, and then worked as a summer camp counselor all through college. And one of the mantras at this summer camp was, "I am third." You know. God is first, others are second, I am third. Having that mentality to put others and God ahead of your own interests uh, was something that really hit home to me. I'm going through and looking at Twitter and see that there's an F3 dads camp at Camp Seagull for boys, <laughs> which is where I went growing up. Yeah. So everything does come full circle. Mm. Um, signups are now available online. <laughs> Check F3 dads oh, camp on Twitter. Oh, there you go. It was a phenomenal experience that I'm told I want to try to go this year, even though I don't have any 2.0s. Mm-hmm. Just I want to go and have a weekend back at camp Yeah, uh, because it was so, something that really was so much fun and so impactful in my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that really is a funny instance of how everything is really connected and it is a small world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. After all. After all. So... Um, Thank you, thank you for, for allowing us to kind of see that that transformation, um, letting us kind of take a sneak peek in there. T claps to Bushwood and and uh, for bringing you out and Nancy. I know he's been you, know, you brought him up a few times. Been a big part of it. I, I've really enjoyed getting to know Nancy as well. I throw a lot of shade his way. He throws it back in equal parts, so I will say that. But um, I love him to death. Love you, Nancy. Um, having said that, so we, we've seen it. Let, let's uh, we've we've come full circle ourselves. What are the odds? Is there anything that you want to leave the packs with? If there's anything that you that you want to say, either sentence, scripture, thoughts um, that you'd want to share with them as we, as we close up here? 
again, coming back full circle, uh, one of the things from the high school track team, one of the verses that we kind of shared amongst ourselves was, let us run with perseverance the race that God has led before us. Mm. And that's something that I do hold dear is there's a path in front of us. Um, we need to go out every day and attack it and give it our best. Mm-hmm. I mean, trying your best and giving your best effort is all that anyone can ever ask of you. In F3, that's all we ask too. We take you where you are and it's leave no man behind, but leave no man where you found him. Mm-hmm. And that rings true to me as well, mm-hmm. that the packs took me in where I was, um, helped me get better to where I am now, and I'm still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And I try to impart that to everyone else as well. And if I had any closing thoughts, I said just try out a different AO from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to meet some other people that you see f- that you might not see outside of the big convergences. And take a chance. Try something out. And even if you don't really get all the way through it, the packs are going to be there and they're going to be supportive. There might be some mumble chatter along the way, but they're going to keep lifting you up and you keep lifting everybody else up and keep after it. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, man. Um, I believe it's Hebrews 12.1. It's the first thing you're referring to. Um, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do it? What's the best, me- best method of contact? So I'm on Twitter. It is at AlexStefanik740 all together and again I'm usually at Quaker Crater Slam and Sammy's or Natty Sump and Lunatic Fringe um, and I'm happy to talk with anybody reach out um, and if there's anyone out there that you want to try to EH I'm happy to talk with them as well since I've I'm still relatively new to the whole F3 um, packs yeah all right. Well, uh, Puddle Jumper, thanks again for, for joining us. Guys, uh, this is this is actually episode seven. I, I remembered it. It's, it's episode seven, which would be The Force Awakens. Um, so thanks for listening to episode seven of F3 American Yammer. Uh, stay sharp, and uh, we'll see you guys out there. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom.